Welcome to 10 Minutes, a breakout investor podcast. Today we are talking about Iridex, ticker IRIX. Joining me today to discuss the stock is Aaron Warwick. Before we get going, a disclaimer. No one on this call is an investment advisor and no one is providing investment advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Before investing in any company stock, you must do your own research. Supporting material for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investor Discussion app, which is located at app.breakoutinvestors.com. The application and much of the research content is free. After registering and logging in, use the search bar at the top right of any page, type in the ticker, and the results will give you a link to the research post with this podcast and to the other discussion and research relating to today's company. And now to our topic. Iridex. So Aaron, can you talk a little bit about what the company does and how it differentiates itself? Yes. And, and Florian, this is actually uh, very timely now because we've had some new news over the past couple of days, not specifically from Iridex, but as it relates to the industry. And we'll get into that later. But just some background on the company. They're over 30 years old and they are considered a worldwide leader in retina lasers and delivery devices. Their differentiator is what's called the micropulse technology. And what that does is it breaks up the laser into pulses that deliver energy to the eye without burning it. And uh, the company uh, figured out that this micropulse technology could also be used to help with glaucoma. They actually found that out from a Chinese scientist who was working with their micropulse technology and continues to work with it and is, is looking at other ways that uh, people might benefit from that technology. And uh, this is really the most interesting aspect of the company looking forward is this, this area of glaucoma. Um, and so about glaucoma specifically, what does Iridex there? Does it sort of completely cure glaucoma or how does it work? Yeah. Good question. So there's actually no known cure for glaucoma right now, including what, what Iridex does. Uh, so there's actually, there's several different treatment options. Uh, the primary one is eye drops. Uh, so a lot of people that have glaucoma are on eye drops or might be on multiple types of eye drops. And there's a lot of side effects related to these eye drops besides a lot of people find it annoying to drop stuff in their eye, you know, every day, a couple times a day. But so it can cause redness, uh, sunken eyes. I actually have a friend, you know, you can tell from looking at her eyes that uh, the one that has glaucoma, she only has it in one eye. And, you know, it looks entirely different because of the eye drops. You know, like I said, th this is not a cure. So eventually these eye drops, if you live long enough, they'll fail. They last longer in some people than in others. The benefit lasts longer than others. And, uh, but ultimately, again, it's not a cure. That's going to be going forward, uh, which is why the company was down significantly today. And so a, a second treatment option then is uh, a minimally invasive procedure uh, that is done by a company called Glaucos. They're publicly traded, ticker symbol GKOS. And what Glaucos makes is an eye stent uh, that the doctor is able to put in uh, as they're also doing it's done in conjunction with the cataract surgery. So when the patient goes in for a cataract surgery, a doctor can do that as well. Uh, for the glaucoma treatment. Now, ultimately, uh, this eye stent will fail just like the eye drops. 
uh, if a person lives long enough or if the d- disease continues to progress. And so, um, and, and we will get back. I, I do want to get back to Lorraine de Glaucos later. There's been some development there. Uh, actually, yeah. that's the reason why their stock is down 20% today. We'll talk about that later in this podcast. But then a third treatment option that I want to discuss is Iridex and their micropulse technology. Now with, with Iridex, not only is this not in, an invasive procedure in any way, uh, but it also has minimal, very minimal side effects. In, in fact, most patients so far have experienced no side effects uh, from the procedure. Uh, the main side effect, if there, if there are any, uh, would be that uh, the eye is dilated. And so, you know, think about it when we go to the eye doctor, your eyes dilated, you have to wear sunglasses out for a while. So this, it takes a while to relieve and it would relieve itself. And, and the reason for that is normally, if it happens is normally that uh, the procedure was not done entirely correctly. So Aaron, if I just pull up the, the stock chart of Iridex, the company hasn't really done very well in the past. And then all of a sudden at the beginning of the year, something must have happened because the stock basically tripled in a very short time frame. What was happening there? Yeah, so what happened with Iridex is they did a poor job of, of rolling out this treatment option. And it's actually, you know, you bring it up at a timely point here in the podcast, which is um, the, the physicians that were using their technology were not using it well because the device was not uh, intuitive to use. It took a lot of training. And so a lot of doctors, you know, they failed to gain traction. A lot of doctors gave it up. Uh, but the probe has now been redesigned uh, to be more ergonomic. It's much simpler to use, requires much less training uh, for the physician. And so I think what's happened as it relates to the stock is the market is recognizing recently record sales for the company in glaucoma. So it looks like, um, you know, things are going well there. And then uh, in addition to that, there was a transformative partnership that was announced with a, a Japanese company called Topcon, which quite frankly was the best deal that I've ever seen a microcap company make with the larger company. Yeah, same for me. Never seen anything like that before. So that is definitely great. And you mentioned a reason for the dropping stock today. Yeah. So the, um, the, the drop in the stock specifically, I was relating to Glaucos. And what happened there is that uh, we learned, I think it was yesterday, that CMS cut the reimbursement rate for physicians significantly uh, for doing this procedure that Glaucos does. And there are some reasons for that, you know, I think that are behind that, but the the gist of it is my understanding is it cuts it down to like the physician gets paid $35 uh, to do this procedure. And I think the reason for this, in my understanding anyway, is that again, when you put in this uh, stent from Glaucos, you're doing it concurrently with the cataract surgery. And so what's happening in this cataract surgery is uh, when, when the physician is making these cuts, he's already relieving the pressure, uh, which is the problem with glaucoma is pressure in the eye. So the, the physician is already relieving that pressure by making the cut for cataract surgery. And so when the patient comes back in, you know, 30 days later, or whatever, for the follow-up, then the pressure in their eye, even if you don't put in uh, this glauco stent is going to be much lower. And so I think there's some questions now. I think there's some questions in, in, in the healthcare community. How valuable is this procedure by uh, Glaucos? How much of that relief of pressure is really related 
to the eye stent and how much of that is related to the, the incision from the cataract surgery that relieved some of that pressure that way. So it really opens up now. I mean, before glaucos was, was a pretty lucrative uh, opportunity for physicians, but uh, to add on with the cataract surgery, but this really opens the door now for physicians to take a step back and say, Hey, you know, do I really need to be doing this glaucose procedure? It might be beneficial for the patient. I mean, I'm sure a lot of these doctors think that it is, or they wouldn't be doing it, but it's no longer beneficial uh, from a financial perspective uh, for the physician. And so I think this opens the door for Iridex uh, in combination with their new partnership with, with Topcon, which I hope we can talk about more here in a minute. But this really opens the door for Iridex uh, to attack the market. So what I'm hearing is one of the biggest competitors, not the biggest in terms of treatment, has basically dropped the ball or it's, it's not that sure that the treatment actually is as good as it seemed to be. And I guess that bodes well for Eurix and its cooperation with Topcon. And I guess with that, we could talk a little bit about uh, the near-term outlook, um, about sales, about the recovery from this pandemic trough and what you have to say about that. Yeah. And just, you know, I would even phrase it as it relates to Glaucos in, in sort of like a non-judgmental way, if you want to call it that about Glaucos. It's, it, I would say as, you know, not even what the physicians say or anything without making any judgment. All we know are the facts that CMS has now said, your, your reimbursement is basically nothing. You're going to get $35 for it. So it's no longer valuable for the doctors. We'll let the healthcare community debate how valuable it is for the patient, but it's no longer going to be valuable for the doctors. And so again, this plays into what, you know, this help, this should help Iridex for sure. And so the, the near-term outlook has been changed for Iridex for a couple of reasons. And, and a lot of it's because of this deal that we mentioned with TopCon. So the first thing is a lot of people were scared. I think the reason the price was of Iridex was depressed uh, previously was because uh, there was a concern about a capital raise. Well, with Topcon uh, coming in, they purchased a 10% uh, stake in Iridex. And now Iridex has somewhere around uh, $25, 30000000 million in cash uh, on the books. And so, um, you know, they're in good shape. They don't need to do a capital raise. In addition to that, um, what Topcon has done is they have uh, partnered with Iridex in the retinal laser space. And so they're going to they're going to have a combined offering now rather than being competitors and each is going to sell in the area where they're strongest. So in the U S Iridex is strongest. They're going to sell and distribute in the U S in Japan. Uh, Topcon is stronger. They're going to sell and distribute uh, the retinal laser products in Japan. And I imagine they'll end up doing the same thing as it relates to glaucoma. And so in addition to that, like you said, Florian, you know, recovery from the pandemic, uh, things seem to be going well. The first quarter results uh, were announced uh, for in, in May. Uh, Iridex, again, uh, had recovered very well from the pandemic and also seeing uh, record uh, usage of their glaucoma devices. And the other thing I want to highlight about TopCon uh, deal is the fact that this deal was announced in March of this year. Uh, you know, it's a big, big deal. Topcon taking a 10% stake, the, this partnership they have, this collaboration, as they call it. And what I want to highlight is that uh, Topcon paid fair market value, which at the time was uh, $6.18 a share. 
uh, for this 10% stake. When they inevitably were talking to Iridex, which would have had to been, you know, months and months before, uh, the price was below $2 a share. So even with that tripling in, in the fair market value uh, of the shares, TopCon still took this 10% position and paid that $6.18 a share. So I think they see you know, what I see, which is that the, the future for Iridex is extremely bright. Okay, that has been 10 minutes. Thank you, Aaron, for all this, this details and the valuable information. We are breakout investors. This podcast is meant as an easy on-ramp to understanding today's company and the research and collaboration we do. Please join us for discussion on this podcast and for other breakout ideas on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com. The Breakout Investor 10 Minutes podcast is syndicated and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, listen, and very important, give us a five-star review. Thank you. Neither Breakout Investors nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty, express or implied, as the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information presented by this podcast and any liability, including respect to direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, therefore is expressly disclaimed. The views on this podcast expressed are those of the speaker and not Breakout Investors. No one on this podcast is an investment advisor and no one is providing investment advice. Before investing in any company's stock, you must do your own research. Thank you for listening.